Hi everyone, this is Connor. And this is Roisin. And welcome to the Healthy Coaches Podcast. So Roisin, uh, three and a half years later, we're finally making our next episode of the Healthy Coaches Podcast. We're doing well. It's taken us this length yeah. to learn, Connor. It has, it has. So obviously we had a little bit of a hiatus there, you could call it, and Ashling and Roisin were doing the podcast, obviously, for our first few episodes, and since then, things have uh, changed an awful lot, and we'll get into that, Roisin, obviously. Yeah, we'll of, tell the story as we go along, I Yeah, guess. and update everyone on where we're at and what our mission is and what we're doing, but I suppose for today, we just wanted to get back into the swing of things. Exactly, and start a conversation about where we're going. Yeah, exactly. So we can get to all that as things go along. So today, everyone, what we're going to go over is a topic Sounds very simple, but that's actually not as simple as it sounds. So we're going to cover mm-hmm. what is health. So we're the healthy coaches, and you hear this word health every day, basically. Everyone goes on about their health, and before you even talk about it, Roshi, I suppose you've got to define things. Before you talk about anything, you kind of have to define what it is you're actually talking about, and that's what we're trying to cover today. Yeah, I think it's... um. There's loose definitions out there, and I'd say anyone listen be like, um, well, it's obvious what health is, exactly, you know, when yeah. you're healthy, but it's actually not obvious when you dig into it, as you've found out, and we found out. Yeah, um, I think a good place to start is just what the common perception is. So mm. when you when people say the word healthy, Roisin, what do you think that they mean? Kind of putting you on the spot here a little bit. <laughs> no, but I think, no, I like what the reality is. I think when people say, oh, she's healthy, I think... I honestly think as long as you're genuinely functioning um, and I don't even think it's as if, I think it's if you don't have any illness and you're generally functioning and working and operating normally. I think if, if it's like it's literally you're not you're not in a, it's, uh, I know I, you're going to go on to it's the absence it might be the absence of the disease but it kind of is that it is you're either sick or you're healthy yeah. so it's just not sick. Yeah, not sick, and and that you know, mainly like, yeah. comes back to physical as well, physical health, because Absolutely. physical health is a lot more. You can see physical health Absolutely. where I was going to say the other is completely invisible, and honestly, and again, the same thing is Connor. People don't even see it as. Let's say you have mental health stuff going on, mm. unless you're not. Again, I come back to this functioning, um, like quote unquote normal you're not considered you're still considered healthy i would say mm. yeah 100 so yeah yeah so i agree that's kind of the common perception and it's mainly focused on physical health and also roisin i think that there's certain physical characteristics as well that people may oh my god 100%. like some short some shortcuts yeah some shortcuts obviously yeah mm. um your weight and your looks, how I mean, there's different yeah. characteristics for the different gen or different sexes as well. So maybe for females in particular, someone might look at some a female who's who looks young or has youth and attractiveness, and they yeah. might say that person is healthy. Again, it's to do with the physical aspect, and then for males, it could be more athleticism, yeah, or strength, or or something to do with the body. But again, the point is, it all comes back to the physical realm. Mm, it does always, um, yeah. and these physical characteristics—they're quite obvious to the eye. Unlike things like mental health, emotional health, mm. social health, things of that nature. Yeah, exactly. 
So let's um, dig in. Yeah, mm, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say because it's unbelievable. Like, especially I know it's the COVID time as well, and I keep talking about the COVID time. But this is really highlighted when people say, because um, people are really surprised when someone quote unquote healthy gets mm. COVID, and I'm like, well, you don't know if they're healthy, you exactly, know. But, but yeah. again, it comes back to the whole: if they look, if they're thin, they're moving, and they're they're working. You're healthy, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Exactly. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, hundred percent. So. I started to dig into this a little bit, um, and mm. long story short, there's no scientific definition of health. So obviously we have dictionary definitions and things of that nature, but yeah. in terms of the scientific community, we can focus first on, because it's a lot to do in the common perception, do a physical, let's go into mm. medicine. And medicine, you know, medical journals and textbooks are not necessarily focused on health. They're more focused on, or all focused on, disease. Because disease is very easy to define. You're either sick or you're not sick. And if you go to and try and research this on a, on a site like PubMed mm. with the terms health and definition, mm. there's very few articles on what is health. How do we define health? And any articles that are there, it's all conceptual and theoretical. So that's yeah, kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now in terms of the scientific mm -hmm. um, criteria when it comes to health. We don't have any. And then if we look into the definitions, the, as you know, uh, you and I like to look at the etymology of words. So that, mm. I think that's the best place to start is yeah. language. This is what we use to communicate and to define things as language. So if we look at the word health, then let's go back all the way to the start of that word and see, can we trace any specific line of definitions to get us to where we need to be yes okay now uh we're gonna go on a little journey here <laughs> a little <laughs> historical linguist lesson so um anyone who's not interested in this stuff might not be interested in this part but to me it's it has to be the starting point of defining anything is uh looking at the language and um always and i know yeah you will see from us as we go along we like to look at the reality is it there is a lot of you you, you get a lot from there it is always the best place to start 100 mm -hmm. so what i'm going to do here is mm. i have my notes up and uh, it would be great to share these but we'll figure out how to do that in the future basically i started off with etym online so an etymology website and they say that and again, it might be a little bit difficult for people to follow along with this, but let's do our best. So health, noun, old English, English, <laughs> I'm struggling already, help. <laughs> so their definition in old English was wholeness, mm -hmm. a being whole, sound or well, from mm -hmm. Proto-Germanic heliotho, whole, uninjured, of good omen. Source okay. also of old English, hal, hail, whole, old Norse, hell, healthy, Old English, halig, Old Norse, helge, holy, sacred. Old English, halen, to heal. And then in mm. mid Middle English, um, physical health is prosperity, happiness, welfare, preservation, safety. An abstract noun to whole, not to heal, meaning a salutation in a toast, etc. Wishing one welfare of mm. prosperity uh, is from the 1950s. And then... On a website, there's a nice little diagram. I'll try and share these with the show notes. Uh, Etymalgeek.com. It has the timeline of all of these different um, different stages of language development. So basically, Roisin, 
I just listed out a, a bunch of different things there. Let's try and break that down a little bit. So yeah. this is the historic. Uh, this is very interesting to me. It's not something that I researched yet. But if we take a look at the history of language as best as we can, mm. we go back to, you have your diagram there that I mm. sent you of the different history. If you just pull that up for yourself. Yeah. Okay, so we have, at the top here, we have proto-languages. So these, Roshin, mm. are postulated languages from which a number of attested known languages are believed to have descended uh, okay. from, from evolution. So it's in, in the language tree or the family tree metaphor, a proto-language can be called the mother tongue. And the English, English is just a part of, is one language of a mother tongue. So how that works is from my brief understanding of studying this so far is that we go back it's postulated so these linguists are able to look at all these different languages who are let's say siblings or cousins do you even even mean latin like is latin an origin language or again is that not a mother tongue is like is that from a mother i'm not sure about i'm not sure how far when how far back that goes and and things of that nature basically the timeline that i have here is i'll just go through the timeline that i have Mm. here um so the first language as far back as i went here and i suppose the best way they can do it is they're looking at the beginning of the beginning of civilization so they have here their first mother language which again they have no records of they're just trying to trace back they're trying to look at the as far back as the records go and say connor i don't have that history i don't think i have what you have maybe i have i just have health detailed word origin explanation i don't have what you're talking about i think but anyway yeah so you can see language there roshin and it yeah. says Proto-Indo-European. Yeah, yeah, have Yeah, that. so let's just start there. So the Proto-Indo-European is hypothesized to have been spoken as a single language from 4500 BCE to 2500 BCE during the late Neolithic. So that's basically when we transitioned from hunter-gatherers to civilization. This mm-hmm. is the language that is being postulated by these linguists who was being spoken at that time. So they've no evidence as well is the idea they're just tracing back okay yeah there's no evidence they're saying here's here's what we think the language would have sounded like and looked like type of thing oh my god so there's no evidence for that no well there? no because the written records only started at around that time yeah. and um a lot of written records just were just a theory yeah were just taxes <laughs> taxes and stuff <laughs> uh stuff like they that kept the taxes no, that numbers good. and land ownership yeah numbers and stuff though that's so funny. then yeah. from there so that's pie proto-indo-european mm-hmm. then we have the proto-germanic the next stage mm-hmm. and this is where english is derived from this so this was developed uh, in southern scandinavia denmark south sweden uh southern norway the let me see if I can pronounce Urhamat, original home of the German, that's the name, Urhamat, okay. of the Germanic okay. tribe. So linguists believe this language was spoken between 500 BC to around the 5th uh, century, when it then began to split into, into different branches. So we've got the Proto-Indo-European, and then mm. we've got the Proto-Germanic, and there's, obviously timelines are all off, it's not, I don't want to spend too much time on, on this, uh, Roshin, mm. we've already spent too much on this linguist language uh, history yeah. lesson. But I'm already like Connor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's already, but look, just, just stay no, with me. Yeah, I'm with you, no, I am with you. Okay, so then um, we have English then, all of, all of, there's basically 
the Germanic languages, which mm. English is one of them. Okay. There's like 40, 40 something odd, 47 different Germanic different languages. Mm. They're in different regions, Northern, Eastern and Western Germanic. And the Northern ones are the Scandinavian and Nordics. The Western ones are like German, English, Dutch, uh, Luxembourgish and lots of other languages. And the Eastern Germanic are extinct as far as yeah. the bit of research that... Um, that I did. So basically, there's all these different iterations, Roshin, of these languages that have evolved over the last, since the beginning of civilization. Yes. And if you just have your little chart there. Mm, I do. We have the Proto-Indo-European, we've got the Proto-Germanic, and then from there we start English. English is then yeah, derived from one of those mm. languages. We have Old English, we have Mid Middle English, and then we have... English, English, which is what yeah. we're at today. So you can imagine there's been many different iterations of words and meanings of words, mm -hmm. which is why it's very different. We get lost a lot of time mm. in trying try to find things. It's not very easy sometimes to define no. things. Um, I love that Proto-Germanic one that I'm looking at. Like It's interesting, isn't it, that that's where it came from? I know you're going to say it out loud now soon, but that concept of wholeness, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, exactly. So it's all very interesting. We actually trace back what words meant to certain people at certain times. Mm -hmm. um, so let's do that then. So the word health then, if we look at it from these earlier iterations of the word, going back through yeah. know, Germanic and Old English and stuff, and there's lots of other timelines and stuff like that, but I'm just trying to give a general overview. Yes. It seems that the word, the meaning of the word health was more towards the positive rather than mm. away from the negative. For example, mm -hmm. the definitions included in the beginning of the word wholeness, of being whole, sound, well, mm. of good omen, holy, sacred, prosperity, happiness, preservation, safety, mm. wishing one welfare or prosperity. So that's more towards a positive definition mm. of the word's language. Whereas in modern English, the mm. word health has become more defined as moving away from the negative. If we yeah. look at the Oxford Dic Dictionary, for example, health is defined as the state of being free from illness or injury. Oh my God! Which yeah. is which it's is moving away from the con yeah, it's defined only in the context of illness. Exactly. So yeah. moving away from the negative, whereas it looks like previous definitions of this word which was called obviously as the language changed different things but was more towards the positive aspect yeah. now like obviously i'm a little bit biased that's kind of what i wanted to find so anyone out there who's listened to this it would be great for you to do your research and to decide is that has that is that what you found as well we can't spend mm -hmm. too much time on this i've already spent uh, too much time on research and etymology and stuff like that but it's very interesting to me but I can't spend you could spend a lot no. a lot of time but as you say the main thing is like it was more positive language not again moving towards something positive as opposed to moving away from something negative which I know people think it's the same thing but it's really not yeah it's really thing. not it seems that way to me but obviously yeah. I'm a little bit biased to look for that myself anyway yeah therefore it would be yeah. great if others could help us along do come you could spend i've only scratched the surface on this is what i'm trying mm. to say you could really go deep into this and language and stuff like that but it seems to me roisin that taking all that into account health probably 
at least for now, needs to include both definitions of moving away from the negative, which is mm-hmm. moving away from disease and injury, and also moving towards the positive, wholeness, yeah. prosperity, wellness, which is not something that we think about or define health in today's modern English in, in 2020 Yeah, at the moment. Okay, let's... Uh, are you still with me, though? I'm, I'm with... I'm, oh, my God. I'm totally with you. I actually just was... Um, thinking about it on the the spectrum there that's where my brain went um yeah yeah, so go ahead okay perfect let's then take a look at things get really slippery then when we bring in terms like wellness and well-being and all of these other terms so Mm -hmm. let's take a look at the relationship between health and wellness now i found obviously Mm -hmm. a lot i did a lot of research one journal in particular i thought was quite useful from the journal of microbial biotechnology paper there from Brousseau 2013 okay and let me just read out a few things that he said okay so here's a quote since this language approach turned out to be reading oh hold on let's yes he he asked a question let's try and define things let's look at health and wellness so if we look at health and wellness are they synonyms or do they express distinct concepts and between health and disease, are they antonyms? That's a little bit confusing. Let me let me try and mm. find that. So he goes ahead and again talks about how disease is, or no, he moves on to disease then and takes a look at the, at the definition of disease. And he says mm. disease in Oxford Dictionary is defined as a disorder of structure or function in an organism that produces mm. specific symptoms and is not the result of physical injury. That's disease. And it mm-hmm. derives from the old French disease, lack of ease. Okay. And he then says, so wellness and illness is clearly a pair of antonyms. They're a little bit more other other side of the spectrum. Mm. He then goes on to explain that a little bit more. Ill, iller, which mm-hmm. would be more of a root for illness, is a Norse word for evil and was taken into Middle oh. English with the meaning of wicked, malevolent, well... German, mm-hmm. wall, derives from a word. So this would be more of a root word for the word. Well, again, remember, we're trying to trace back where these words mm-hmm. came from. Derives from a word common to many Germanic languages and means in a good way. Initially, mm-hmm. as a contrast to wicked. So yeah. there's a clear, there's a clear, these words seem to be a little bit more clear historically. These kind of ill, well illness wellness mm. seem to be again it's it's quite slippery though roisin as mm. an adjective one of the meaning of well is specifically in good health oxford mm. dictionary in german wall goes beyond good health it alludes to psychological and emotional aspects wollust uh, in english lust but in old english mm. as in current german still in the sense of pleasure and delight and material wealth wohlstand He's mm. like that German there. <laughs> wellness thus. I like, I lo- I'm loving your foreign language. I'm doing my best there. I'm really, <laughs> enjo- I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> wellness thus goes beyond physical health and mm. has a strong connection of happiness, but also of hedonism. Hedonism? Yeah, you know, that's, that's what we have here by this author here. But look, again, we're just throwing in some ideas. No, I'm, my brain is turning as you're talking about this stuff. Interesting. Go ahead, anyway. Yes, where pleasure is the chief good. One might argue yeah. that these are linguistic associations restricted to Germanic languages. However, this is not the case. The Latin word pair salus malus, 
has very similar connotations which were transmitted into the modern Romanic languages. Ro yeah, Romanic. French, salut, malady, malade, excuse mm. me now. In Latin, I even did French <laughs> in school. It's rubbish. Yeah, mal is, I think, oh, not well in French. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you just see mal, look, you're like, I'm unwell. That, there you go, there you go. Thanks Are for, we bad? Oh my God, if anyone French is listening. Thanks for saving me there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> in Latin, salus means health, rescue, redemption, and wealth. It derives from salvus, old mm. Indian sarvas, which meant literally nothing else you. than whole. Yeah. We see here again that the notion of completeness, uh, we see the notion of completeness with health. Malice, which needs then, to, uh, which leads to malady, mm. shares with the German Germanic word small a common root, and thus refers to incompleteness. Malice mm. also has moral connotations. Uh, here we go. Erectus sicut deus sicentis bonum a malum. The snake in Genesis. You will be like God knowing the good and evil. Disease has long been regarded as a celestial punishment for moral failing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. I, and then I have a little summary here which might help the folks who are somehow still with us here. The word, <laughs> the summary of etymology, the word health has been used to define both, again, moving away from negative outcomes, mm. absence of disease, and towards positive outcomes, prosperity, yeah. wholeness, happiness, wellness. In 2020, the same holds true. We still do not have a clear definition of the word health. Mm -hmm. Therefore, in order to work towards health and attain health, we first need to start off with a refined definition so we all know what we are trying to accomplish. And that's, a, I mean, that's what it comes down mm -hmm. to, Roisin. It's, as I said a few times, it's very ambiguous. It's very slippery. Yeah. When you try and hold on to these words, which seem, which we use in our everyday vocabulary, and which seem very obvious to, uh, that have obvious definitions, it's not the case when you actually go back and do a bit of research. Because Different words mean different things to different people at different times. That's the that's yeah, based on the environment and, and the civilization you're living in and different things. So it's difficult, but you gotta start if you're mm. if you have a goal of something or if something's important to you, you have to figure out what it is you're trying to what it is you're you're thinking, what it is it you're trying you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons we wanted to start with this topic what is health because yeah, we'll be yeah. moving on to in future pod podcasts and we'll be moving on to our optimal health blueprint we're mm. going to are one of our main so if you don't know what it is you don't even know the steps to reach it if you don't know what it is yeah you know, exactly you can't even define you can't figure out like even step one you know if you don't know the end step like what is the end step a hundred percent a hundred percent and that's health is like the foundation of what we're doing mm. And wellness, I mean these terms, but if we don't define them, then we're talking about completely different things and it's hard mm. to know where we're going at all. And that's the yeah. That's the general idea of what we're trying to do today. Yeah. Okay, so we've got modern definitions of health and let's bring us up to the as you know, the most common definitions that we have and obviously when you research this topic you'll come across the world health organization definition of course uh this is the who so these are an, an agency of the united nations created in founded in 1948 stating its main objective is the attainment by all peoples of the highest possible level of health 
Sounds pretty good, mm. right? Would yeah, we, but uh... should we just we just <laughs> it doesn't because I don't know what that means. No, we don't know what it means, but it sounds yeah, good. Highest level of hell. Oh, sounds great. It's a nice what lip do you service. Mean? What does exactly. that look like? Exactly. Paint it, it for me. Yes. Like well, as long as something sounds good, a lot of times that's that's enough. We can just throw it out there that that's what we're trying to attain. Right. And, uh, <laughs> In 1948, WHO defined health as a state of complete physical, mental, mm-hmm. and social well-being, and not mm-hmm. merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Okay, so they're they are saying it's not merely no disease. It is mm. a, there's a they're including a, a moving towards a positive and away from a mm. negative. There, a hundred percent. The problem is, and That's this is good that they at least said that though. Yeah, it is good. Uh. <laughs> it is no it is good it is good yeah. and it's the most commonly used definition of the word health mm. but since then so that's what's that roisin 80 odd years ago 70 80 mm-hmm. odd years ago 70 years ago 72 and mm. the definition has not been revised since then and it's been really challenged because it's when you actually look at it it's extremely again ambiguous and mm. scientists have been asking to redefine the word health and make it realist make it a realistic measurable quantity mm-hmm. so we have we know what we're actually trying to achieve but let's just break that down the first part that's not ambiguous again it's the part that's the easiest it's the part that the medical community focus on is the absence mm-hmm. of disease or yeah infirmity. i know so we yeah. know that that's great that's what we mm-hmm. all consider health to be today because it's very obvious it's easy Mm. to know you're either sick or you're not sick Mm. but then let's look at the other part of this the state of complete physical and social well-being that is is that's ridiculously (laughs) unclear the first problem with that there's (laughs) it is no i wasn't but i like i i what i'm trying to say is i like um because obviously you've done a lot of research on this connor so i'm just when I first hear it, I'm like, well, at least they've said it's not merely the absence mm. of disease, but absolutely, it's completely like woolly. You're like, what? Yes, what? it is. It's so, it's so mental. What will well, I look like when I have complete mental yeah. state? <laughs> exactly. That's it. You said that <sighs> word complete. Well, let's just look at the word. We'll look at the word complete and then well-being. Sure, well-being is as ill-defined as health is. I know. So they're, they're trying to define health with another word that has no definition yeah which is just whatever it is what it is i suppose and then this word complete exactly what does complete mean i know do you know what i find so funny about this because obviously you know i'm a healthcare professional that if you're doing your basic um training in healthcare and you're like going into a patient and deciding what you're going to do with them if you have anything mm. not defined or measurable or what they call smart specific mm. measurable achievable um time bound they're like it's yeah. like this is rubbish and here yeah there's WHO saying this and we, we you know there's no um none of it is it's not a smart goal connor basically no, anyway exactly yeah you're so right and that's the difference is in the medical community mm. or it's called healthcare, but it's basically the absence of disease you know the mm. cure of disease community yeah it is yeah it's easy oh. it's very easy to deci- uh, define whereas mm. the who are trying to take a more it, well, this statement is trying to take a more wellness approach. It's more yeah. more towards a positive outcome approach. And n- no one has been able to define it yet. No one no. has even tried, it looks like. No. Yeah. No one has even tried. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> that's what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Well, look. <laughs> uh, we're best. 
we'll do our best. Exactly. And, we, and someone has to start. Yeah, we, exactly. Starting the conversation. That's all today is about. Is yeah. trying to start the conversation. We're not. We're we're giving our opinions, but we're not saying this is the answer. We just want to start mm-hmm. a conversation mm-hmm. now because. So we have this amb- ambiguity, Roisin, The terms health. We have healthy. We have well-being. We have mm-hmm. wellness. The the bottom line is we are left. The healthy coaches are left mm-hmm. with no choice, and everyone is the same. But it's very important to us because this is what we're doing. But we're left with no choice but to try and define a, to define the words ourselves, and mm-hmm. to hopefully come up with some type of consensus of what we're trying to ch- work towards, what we're trying to achieve in terms of yeah. our health and wellness, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to that. But before I get to that, there's one area that's a little another tricky area, which is the area of aging. Now, aging, I learned some cool words here when I researched this as well. My brain is like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well, aging, obviously, it's of huge importance socially, economically. Mm-hmm. And the, the question of whether healthy aging can be achieved is, yeah. is something well, yeah. that... Yeah, it sounds like a paradox, doesn't yeah. it? Healthy Ooh. aging. Yeah, well, let's look at the definition of the words. Aging... Mm. is actually just the mere passage of time it doesn't we mm-hmm. like we are attributing definitions when we say the word aging when it comes to someone's and, and, and objects yeah. too actually so just picking up on what you just said there mm. i think what people generally conceive in their minds when they say the word aging is deterioration yeah and i think what i went to was well, nothing, you know, the way this concept of, you know, dis-ease and, and you know, doing things, you know, when you, when you associate aging with not being free, things not being easy, everything being a struggle, actually, is what my brain yeah. goes to. But I think the actual, yeah. I actually don't have it here. As far yeah. as I remember, aging is, that's not the definition of aging. Aging is just the yeah. mere passage, passage of time. Passage of time. Whereas yeah. the word senescence Okay. Senescence, like this word. That is the decreasing functionality of an organism. Senescence. Okay, senescence, not aging. Yes, senescence. And then we have senility, Mm -hmm. which is the set of pathological processes associated with age. Oh, senile, you know, people people senile, senile. Exactly. So senile is, is... the decline or deterioration of physical strength, but mainly it's you know in common nom- nomenclature, mental functioning is what people yeah, usually, yeah, 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 yeah. especially short-term memory alertness. Yeah, yeah. These are more yeah. the words associated, or this is the actual definitions of this deterioration, senescence, senility, senescence. senile. Mm. So the question then is. Can- so even though Connor, that's associated with let's say really mental function, it's not mm. just it is all of the above. It's, it's, I'd have it's to look up that. I'd have to look yeah. up. No, but that makes sense. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Senescence is yeah. is, uh, is yeah. just a deterioration. Deter- the decreasing functionality. Mm. Yeah. The decreasing functionality of an organism. Yeah. And then there's another phrase here, which is the compression of mor- morbidity, and that mm-hmm. is, can we is can we reduce the length of time a person spends sick or disabled? Yeah. As a result of senescence, or is senescence or was what we would, what many people would call he- or aging. Is that mm. re- is that uh, is that actually biological, mm. or or is it environmental? Yes. So what what is aging? Is the question so interesting? And then I'll go back to this paper which I um, 
got a good few ideas from this journal of microbial mm. bio- biotechnology mm. in that we have no scientific definition of aging and what is normal for human biology we don't yeah. know Roisin what I suppose mm. biological aging is Mm. we don't know it's, yet we just that's see that's so interesting Connor, because you know the way we know we have the milestones of what it looks like to have normal development yes exactly so exactly we don't have aging no. milestones of what looks what's, what's appropriate normal. Yeah. what's normal obviously in the modern society in 2020 mm. be um in 2020 common era ce we're in yeah it, it's normal for people to deteriorate that's what yeah or sorry i shouldn't say normal it's common common normal and common are very different words common is what is 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 common i suppose you know common so what incidents it happens a lot like how much it happens maybe yeah but normal is is this actually supposed to happen yeah exactly and we don't know are we supposed to deteriorate rapidly with old age which is what is common which Mm. is what happens to most people in modern societies okay yeah. let's um you still with me you still with me I'm there still with me. i know I'm this is a lot of different yeah yes well it's a lot of different i mean i'm in the rabbit hole <laughs> well congratulations <laughs> to anyone who has stuck at this far it's it's yeah. uh it's a lot of different ideas and words and it's the first time i'm talking about this type of so i've only really dug into this recently so yeah, obviously we're, exploring. It's a, we're t- 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 thinking out loud about it at exactly the moment. exactly all right, let's go back to our paper here, this Brousseau, 2013. Mm-hmm. Quote, medical gerontologists perceive aging as mm-hmm. a progressive decline in structure and function of the body. Mm-hmm. Most prominent and very visi- visible are the effects of aging on body composition. Lean body mass from muscles and visceral organs decrease steadily. Muscle strength decreases, mm-hmm. called sarcopenia, yeah. and it is a good predictor yeah. of mortality. Yeah progressive demineralization leads to decline of bone strength that together with neurodegeneration induces unstable gait poor balance and slow reaction times leading to falls and fractures resulting in increased frailty Mm. absolutely frailty yeah memory decline and dementia are other neurological observations in some but not not all aging persons Mm. decline of the sensory system is frequent vision hearing taste other mm. physiological changes declining resting metabolic rate with aging which is also a marker of illness homeostasis pathways hormones inflammatory mediators and antioxidants change progressively with age inducing a lower resistance to stress normal aging is also associated with a decline in food intake particularly in men which leads to malnutrition yeah doesn't sound great Roisin Sounds this is terrible, <laughs> but at the same time, it's describing every bloody patient I see. So I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah and the question happens. still is, this aging process is common. Mm-hmm. This is what we see in mm-hmm. our civilization currently. But is it normal? What is normal aging for human biology? And the way I see this, Connor, this is to me, you're describing people in hospital as well. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. I'm, 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 like who yeah. is out there that's not in hospital? Like maybe you know, yeah. following a more what we would say maybe maybe they are following a more normal trajectory yeah. as opposed to common. exactly well that, well not many people do that not many mm. we're all researching and studying the sick people not the I healthy people are. or the well the people we're looking at yeah exactly yeah. it is though that's the yeah. cohort let's go back to this paper quote while aging leads ultimately to death 
Great mm. biological differences exist for lifespan and aging processes between different organisms. Mm. While the lifetime of flies, yeah, this is actually, you know, when you're stuck, it's always mm. great to look at animals, animals nature, yeah. and to see mm. what, because obviously. What the rest of them do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's take a look. While Which the I lifetime. Imagine influence, sorry, again, less influenced by the modern world and change as well. Exactly. They are, exactly. Well, they are influenced, but not like us. Like exactly. They're, they're living in their natural environment. They are. They're surely either eating what they're supposed to be eating. Like that's, you know, 100%. exactly. Whereas ahead, we sorry. humans are just. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing, we're but anyway, this, we're we doing it. something. <laughs> the zoo we're living in our little zoo that we created yeah 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 i'll talk about that another day exactly while the lifetime spoiler of alert <laughs> spoiler alert while the lifetime of flies measured in days hold on now okay i don't know anyway let's keep going some ticks survive for decades and lobsters were reported to survive okay I, yeah i'm a little bit confused here but let's just say okay lobsters were reported to survive for more than 100 years without any apparent loss in fertility. Similar data has been reported for turtles where older females lay more eggs than younger females, show no loss of vigor, and no increase in mortality rate with increasing age. Mm. Uh, To be honest, those are just two examples. I'd really like to dig into this more. This Mm. is a good thought experiment, or not even a thought experiment. This is a good would be a good observational research. Yeah, you'd like to see what's going on with animals. Yeah, animals. In the, any of them age. Do any exactly. of them lose their fertility, lose their muscle strength, lose all of the above? Do any yes. of them? Does that happen? Cognition. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. These observations, let's just assume yeah. that he's got more examples of this. Again, I, I was a little bit lax on the on my research here, but these observations no. lead, led to the concept of negligible senescence. In the Centurion Species Project. Negligible, negligible senescence, which is basically the opposite of or the, the opposite of, of this word a- aging. It's 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 the what is the compression of Mortal, mortality. Mortality, morbidity, exactly. Yeah. Negligible senescence contradicts <clears throat> Hamilton's influential theory that natural selection shaped senescence. An mm. idea is that late survival was sacrificed in evolution for reproduction. Again, look, let's simplify this, Roisin. Yeah. We just don't know. We don't know what, mm. what normal aging is. Mm. That's the bottom line here, guys. We don't know. So mm. we can't just assume, we can't just look around us mm. at everyone who's sick. No, and the problem is, where, who, where are you going to get the cohort? Everyone is just, it, there's, there's no... Again, well, we're, to, we're hoping to go there, but you can't get the pe- the people that are, you know, living. I know you could say, look at the blue zones or somewhere like mm. that, but maybe that's the closest you can get to what mm. natural habitat is. If you're if you're getting what you need in your natural habitat, what you know you have you you, you need to study thousands of those exactly. You know, and there's the there are so many of those examples. Mm. This is a concept that will we have to come back and visit, Roisin. Yeah. One example that I really, there's so many examples of people who are, what you would, who have, what, what would you call it? Uh, yes, but I was actually going to say, who who also live in the modern world. Yeah. There are so many examples You're of right people that, and yeah. peoples in the modern world who have aged, who have improved as they age. Like, let's mm. say, I mean, let's, I mean, we're big into physical stuff. Let's just look yeah. at someone like. 
Benita oh, Cantinini. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so this is a woman who's 70 years old and she moves yeah. better than anyone I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so I the, know. It's unbelievable what that woman can do. It's it's so inspirational. But this, we have this idea in our head that your physical body in particular deteriorates, your mobility deteriorates, your strength deteriorates. Yeah. Here's an example of someone who has worked on those aspects and who only improves with age. Yeah. And there are hundreds of examples in all the different realms. Physical is the one which um, is is one that we attribute most this idea of senescence to. But obviously, there are examples of people who improve physically, emotionally, socially, mm. mentally as they age. Now, again, we're not going to spend more time in this because you need to do a lot of research and to to think about this a bit more. But the the idea of all of this is what is actually normal. And yes, that was a big de- that was a little bit of a detour from where we well, were going, but it's still an important concept when we. I like the views. Yeah, it's still a really important concept. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's um, again. I'm trying to rush through this a little bit, but that's okay. Let's then have a crack at our definition of health. And the summary that we have so far is that classical medical research is disease focused and still defines health as absence of disease whereas when we look at languages and etymology the history of the words Mm. there is an association of a positive concept of of wholeness with health Mm. as does the who definition Mm. and if we put all this together we can we're trying to create a model that we are going to start off with at the healthy coaches and hopefully improve and define better as we move along just as a starting point to help us think about these words in particular today is the word health mm-hmm. okay Roisin then yeah. let's give let's give this a crack how I thought about this then first of all let's just say that health refers to physical mental social health yes that's the WHO of course there are all types of different elements of health mm. there's emotional there's spiritual. spiritual there's lots of different ones financial that's probably yeah. more of a mental one mental yeah. emotional one you can go you can expand all of your different realms of health we're just going to start stay simple as we can today with the who physical mental social which is an expansion of what people generally attribute to health which would be physical yeah. and of course mental is more in the is becoming more of a um, common theme as well. Mental, mental health. People, yeah. people are more aware of that. But we're just going to say, when we say health, we're referring to physical, mental, social health. Mm. Yeah. All right. Then what I've done, Roshan, is I've created three different stages. In stage one, we're going to stick with the medical model, which yeah. is stage one of health is the absence of physical, mental, and social disease. Yes. That's stage one. Stage okay. two, then, yeah. to me, in my, the way I think about this today, is the capacity to fulfill your daily physical, mental, and social needs with ease, with relative ease. Now, mm. I, have, I have a little diagram that I sent you there. Mm. If you just pull that up there. Yeah, no, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And you'll see that stage one is illness to health. Yeah, yeah no, I see. The bridge from illness to health is medicine. Yeah. The medical model. 
in in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously you can do all of your alternative health therapies, you can do mm-hmm. your wellness things, and those yep. are all important. But you also have to be careful then. I got into a little bit of a tricky situation with this when I was uh, we'll go into that story again but but you know I'll just say and you probably said but it is it is just to paint a picture it's like a spectrum and on one end of the spectrum is illness and on the other end of the spectrum is wellness and in the middle you're saying is health stage two is your stage two exactly thanks for that yeah yeah just to paint the picture there's a spectrum so a you're spectrum saying, yeah as far as what I can see illness yeah. on one end wellness on yeah, the other, the other. And, and in the middle is health health in the middle exactly then we have from illness to health yeah. mm-hmm. is when you're sick, you yeah. get your medicine. The medic- yes. the, A lot of people, Roshan, this happened to me again, as I was alluding to there. Yeah. When you first start to research wellness, health and wellness in particular, you start to move away from anything to do with medicine. Because you're like, well, my body can do everything. Yeah. If I just do the right things, eat well, move well, sleep well, etc., you can do, every, I, I can take care, my body can take care of everything. And that is generally true, except when you get sick. Mm. Medicine is extremely important. We need both medicine and wellness. Yes. We need, we, you need, we need both. And if or you're yeah, sick. More, we need more, both medicine and then the things that make us well, we'll say. Exactly. You know. And if you do your wellness principles, a lot of times you won't get sick. But if you fall sick, for mm. whatever reason, medicine is essential to get you to give you whatever you need to get out of that not necessarily all the time but the point is do not disregard the medical community no medical medicine stage two to me then roisin stage two is moving from if i have a little saying here we go from Mm. free from disease to Mm. living with ease stage one is free from moving free from disease Mm. and then we want to go to living with ease this to me is what i would call optimal health and Mm. it's personal yeah that's key here because health is a little bit like beauty in that it's in the eye of the beholder Mm. let's again i find it easy to use physical examples at the moment yeah no it is what is optimal health physical optimal physical health it's going to be different for everyone for example if you're an athlete mm-hmm. that's not necessarily exactly. optimal health for everyone else lifting a certain you know running a certain speed jumping a certain height those things are not important for the majority of people to live their lives with ease mm. if you work a physical job obviously you need a certain amount of physical attributes whatever your physical job may be but if you are let's say an office worker yeah what would your optimal health look like well you would need your eyes if you're working on the computer all day you would need very good physical Mm. physical or sorry not physical visual health or you would need to look after your you would need to look after you need to do certain things to make sure your eyes are operating functionally yeah exactly maybe you would need your body to not be in pain I mean, that's, again, stage one, sorry. But <clears throat> the, the point is, whatever optimal health is, it's, it's, it's a personal thing. Yeah, Roshan. exactly. It's something that, unfortunately, not unfortunately, but you'll have to define for yourself a little bit. The way I have defined it <clears throat> is, yeah. is the ability or capacity to fill your physical, mental, and social needs with ease. 
Absolutely. Or re- yeah. rel- relative ease. I mean, so let me try again. It's again, it's squirrely. It's it's hard to define. So what would that mean? Well, let's say you go out. You're a homemaker, housewife, mm. or a house husband, and you're in your house all day, and you're moving around. You're doing housework all day. Mm. To be in optimal health means that you're mobile enough to have pain-free joints or pain-free movement all day. You don't have. You're able to fulfill your capacities and your duties all day, but at the end of the day, you'll be tired. Absolutely, you're, you'll have but mus- that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine to be tired, but you should be able to have the capacity to fill all of your duties on a daily basis without any dis- without discomfort. Mm, exactly. That's kind of that's kind of the idea behind that. Um, and you're not. We'll get on to wellness now. There's a term I read, uh, I liked it, and it was like, I think it was in, it could have been in our government's um, well-being documents for the schools. It's instead of being in well-being, you're now well-becoming. Oh. Yeah, so you're not in wellness just yet. Mm. But, and this will be more clear as I, I, yeah. as I explain wellness. <laughs> I said no. So I write that down when I like when I like the concept of something. I like write it down. That's why you think I'm not with you. I'm actually more with you. No, it's you, not right? that you. It's not that you're not with me. It's that it's I'm still getting my head around these concepts. So if I don't have complete grasp uh, of something and I'm trying to explain my thoughts and I'm not even clear myself, I I know. I'm like, well, how can how can you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't even know what I'm saying. It's very conceptual, you see, Roisin. Let's go to stage three, yeah, and then okay. we'll try and we'll go try back. and refine yeah. this a little bit up again. So, uh, okay, stage three. Then, to me, as as far as I understand it, is this idea of is mm. adaptive capacity or homeostatic range. Mm. Your your resilience. Yeah, this concept of resilience. Yeah. Yeah, this is your ability to deal with with stressors, your body's ability mm. to to manage stress. In stage two, you have your daily life; it's routine based. You have your physical, mental, and social needs, but you're not putting those are those are just general general daily needs, and you're trying to achieve those with relative ease. In stage mm. three you're able to expand what you're capable of doing because yeah. your body can deal with stressors yeah. a lot more effectively. Yeah. Let me again, I haven't thought through these uh, in good examples, no, but, I know. but an example might be let's hmm. say what is homeostasis? So let's say hmm. you um you you go to the beach one day, it's absolutely yeah. freezing baltic and your body starts shivering. Mm. The sh- what what your body is doing there your homeostatic your homeostatic mechanism which controls so many different like such a milieu of it's unbelievable the amount of mechanisms that your body is is managing at one time mm. your body is trying to maintain a certain body temperature so when your external environment is very cold your body will respond by twitching your muscles which creates heat yeah yeah, which will then bring your body temperature back up. Back That's an example yeah. of mm. your homeostatic system yeah. kicking in. So homeostatic range is, that's a stressor, Roisin. So mm-hmm. the cold is a stressor which your body responds to. 
yeah. to keep you in a certain range to keep you not getting keep you well or keep you not getting sick. How big your range is mm-hmm. in terms of dealing with stressors and how many stressors you can deal with yeah. would be the idea of wellness. Yeah. Dr. Teresa, she has lots of different sayings. One of her sayings mm-hmm. is she says wellness is like a well. When you need mm-hmm. extra water, you go to the well and you draw mm-hmm. water from the well. Mm-hmm. In your life, if you're well, you can deal with all of these different stressors. Let's say you have <coughs> a death in the family. Let's say yeah. you're, you, you, you lose your job. Those yeah. are obviously mental, emotional stressors. Let's say that you have an injury. These are all stressors. If you are well, you have the reserves in your system to deal with all of those stressors without having a breakdown. Yeah, you can that's sti- what, yeah. It, to me, that is what it is. Like, let's say... If I, like, for example, at the moment, I could say that what would um, being, you know, healthy currently for me would look like, you know, going into my job, being able to manage the job, um, being able to, you know, come home and maybe do an activity after the job. And let's say if something happened like exactly a very stressful event, like someone died or that I wouldn't get sick from it, that I would be like, it would be, it's not, it would be a struggle, but I would be able to continue functioning normally about my activities, even though that was challenging for me. Exactly. Exactly. Versus exactly as you said, a breakdown. I feel like if I had no, nothing in the tank in terms of wellness or resilience if that happened I would probably have to completely stop working I don't know I wouldn't you know have the resilience in the tank we'll say yeah and it doesn't necessarily have to be well yeah exactly it doesn't necessarily have to be this word breakdown yeah it could just be can you function the same in your life and get all of your needs met while an added stressor comes, comes into, the, in. comes exactly. into the form. Now, we can expand this concept. To me also, this feeds into this idea of self-actualization, mm. which again, we might talk about, I thought it was pretty common, which I said this to you a little while ago, and you're like, oh, that's not that common, that idea, kind But <laughs> self-actualization... Yeah, I don't think it's common. Maslow's hierarchy... Mas- yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Self-actualization distilled it down would be achieving your potential Mm. that's kind of what one can be one must be that's kind of the quote achieving your potential now you kind of need wellness in a a sense to achieve Mm -hmm. your potential and that then leads to things like there's a couple of this is more woo woo stuff but Mm -hmm. that kind of leads then to inner peace type of idea happy these are then the words that are really people are striving for happiness yeah inner peace these are the type of things that i suppose we're all trying to achieve at the end of the day yeah exactly but yeah and we're i guess inner peace is like we have to just again define it's like what is Mm. what does that look you know what does that look like you know 100 percent and to me, that's where wellness comes into it, is that a lot of times you'll have to stretch yourself a little bit to achieve, or to reach your potential. But you need mm. that added stress. You need the resilience for yeah. that added stressors to achieve those things. Mm. And that's the idea of wellness, I, yes. I think. Those are the, again, we're doing our best today. We've just started to 
tried to define the these words mm. but to me that's the concept of wellness and mm. to me that's the spectrum we have illness mm. of stage one we have health stage two and then we have wellness stage three yeah. and then obviously there's a little bit of there's a tr- there's transitional things we can we can go through so for example from stage one to stage two mm. is the medical model mm. in stage two we're trying to achieve optimal what is again what we're we going to call this to me oh yeah the word optimal actually that's a very mm. crucial word so optimal the reason i like that word for stage two optimal mm-hmm. is optimal is the right amount not too much not too little not too much mm. for example if you become one <laughs> which i'm sure you and i have been many times as one of these health freaks <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will feel we like sure we were and i'm like oh we're yeah. not there still we are like we're, we're, yeah well look we're virtue, but no we're not but by virtue of us even doing a podcast the general um public would probably think we're health freaks thinking about this but we're actually not it's basic no well, no but it's yeah. been a journey of course everything is yeah. a journey a lot of these uh, <laughs> health freaks will try and do everything mm. and that but it's not you're doing too much exactly that's not optimal no optimal is the right amount not not mm. too little not too much mm. and that's the idea of stage two and i think most people roshin would be delighted with stage two is to just lead your daily life without without pain or discomfort that's stage one with stage one is without pain and stage two is without discomfort most of us are move i'd say pretty much everyone is in some level of discomfort on a daily basis either physically mentally mentally or emotionally socially is in discomfort and I think that's really what we're trying to do. We'll move on to, in another day, what we're trying to help people with in the Healthy Coaches and the Optimal Mm -hmm. Health Blueprint. But what we're really trying to do is to help people in stage two, is to help them in their physical, to help them meet their physical, mental and social needs with relative ease. To move from dis-ease to with-ease yeah exactly that's kind of and then that is the bridge that is well becoming that's mm. what we're trying to do we're we're trying to help people become well yeah well becoming exactly. and if the bridge from illness to health mm. is the medical medicine then the mm. bridge from health to wellness is the optimal health blueprint in my yeah. in my head yeah we need these stepping stones it's not going to happen overnight no and that's that's kind of the gist of and it's a it's unfortunate that we obviously don't have images and stuff to show people but look we just wanted to get the ball we'll rolling have them today. in the show notes and we wanted to start a conversation today you know so we'll be able to define more um, 100%. of our optimal health blueprint then okay let me see if i can run through the last little bit of this hmm. there are other ways you can look at the three stages here are some other ways yeah stage one is are you sick yeah if you're not sick that's you've passed the Past tick, okay. tick the box. Stage two is, is are you getting what you need? Yeah. That's stage two. Yes, Social. you might say, I don't know, Connor, well, well, would you give an example there? Adequate sleep or 
well not necessarily to function yeah exactly exactly. to survive enough sleep to survive and just get through your job or well again these are words again i define stage two as living your day meeting your daily physical social Mm. mental needs with with ease roshi with ease well then yeah yeah, enough sleep to that's what you need in my in my mind again my my definitions again it all comes back to how we defining things to me it's not good enough to just drudge through life struggling no i want to feel good every day or most illness that actually is illness it is in stage one yeah therefore stage two to me is are you getting what you need yeah yeah and then stage three is are you getting what you want yeah yeah that's more again is more of a towards a towards goal really thriving really Really thriving yes and we'd like to say surviving to thriving in these different ways that's another way to look at it yeah another way you can look at it is stage one is moving away from pain yeah stage two is moving away from discomfort yeah and stage three is moving towards pleasure yeah yeah the first two stages are moving away from so we move away from pain that's again the medical model the disease model Mm -hmm. if we're all that's if you're in that stage you got to move away from pain yeah stage two is okay i'm not sick but yeah am i in discomfort yes we need to get us we need to do what we need to do to get us out of discomfort social mental and physical discomfort that's stage two once we're out of pain once we're out of discomfort Mm, then then our options are open to us yeah we can do anything exactly that's where we want to be we want to pursue what we want we're moving towards pleasure Yes. Now again, pleasure is this hedonic term, negative connotations. Yeah, I know. That's but you don't understand. Connotations. Yeah, but get the idea of what I'm saying. Yeah, it is. You're you're really flying in in life. You're you know you're very resilient, and you can handle any stressor that comes along, and you're really pursuing what you're meant to do. And mm. I don't know. These are my the images that come into my brain when I think about being optimally well. Exactly. All right, let's see if I can run through the last few bits here because we're on an hour there and I want to wrap this up. And Okay, a few final notes, Roisin. Again, let me go back to this paper. There was a few final things in this paper. Um, it referenced a conference held in 2009. You will yeah. like this. <laughs> well, you'll like this word that's coming up because you've uh, okay. used it a lot. In the, <laughs> in the Netherlands, um, called Is Health a State or an Ability Towards a Dynamic Concept of Health? And in an analysis by the British Medical Journal, Health, yeah. how we should define it, these guys proposed a few conclusions. And basically, the preview view on health was the ability. Oh, yeah. So they're, they mm-hmm. are trying, in fairness, Roisin, to move. The, the needle here and move the definition along one of one definition you were saying again we've kind of defined it there was that health was the ability to to adapt and to self-manage but they mm. also use this word with respect to physical health the word allostasis mm. so you obviously know this word you're i using love allostatic loads yes allostasis which i is... don't know i don't love allostasis <laughs> no. but i love the word yes and allostasis is basically the maintenance of physiological homeostasis through changing circumstances again we've already described this but we didn't put a word to it allostasis again is your ability to Mm -hmm. deal with stressors your and your body's ability to respond appropriately 
mm. to the stressors to give you enough stress hormone when you need it mm. and or to give you whatever hormone or whatever you need or whatever homeostatic change that you need mm. when it's appropriate. Yes. Uh, French physician C. Kangelenhem. Oopsie daisies. Let's skip that part. Mm. <laughs> Kangelenhem. Mm? In his 1943 book, The Normal and the Pathological, mm. wrote that health is not something that can be defined statistically or mechanicalistically. Yes. Health is the ability to adapt to one's environment. Interesting. Again, these are, I'm kind of summarizing mm. a few different things that I've seen, which again would be more wellness terms to me. But yeah, again, again, that adaptation is again, yeah, you should be able to just take a stressor and adapt and manage and have no significant mm, impact mm. on your overall physical exactly. and, and, and mental well-being yeah yes mosh yeah, feldenkrais yeah. adaptation is good yeah yeah mosh feldenkrais to create a feldenkrais method which mm. i've studied a little bit it's designed to improve human functioning uh by increasing self-awareness through movement he defined health as the ability to live your dreams so, oh, I like that. I so, that's wellness, living your dreams on yeah. our yeah, living your dreams. That's like yeah, living dreams is that's where I'm saying you're, you're. I mean, you are. Yeah, you are there. You are. Yes, you are. You're getting, out of survival, and you're in thrive. Out of surviving and thriving. Exactly. Thing. We always talk about that concept of like you know contributing. It's no longer you're so great. You're just able to, you know, it's you're able to just give to other people what you have to give in terms of like uh, yeah. gifts or that's what my brain thinks about anyway and mm-hmm. and optimally contribute which again we don't know about Maslow that's another day that's another so day yeah it's very important get rabbit hole yeah I know. the WHO in mm. they again try and they didn't define not redefine they still have their 1948 definition but in 1986 in their preparation for the Ottawa Charter they defined health as the ability of an individual to realize aspirations and satisfy needs and to cope with the environment. Health mm-hmm. was thus seen as a resource for everyday life. And that is not too bad. Again, that's stage two, stage three. The stage two of that would be mm-hmm. the ability of an individual to satisfy needs and to cope with the environment. That would be satisfy needs, yeah. That would be a stage two, you're meeting two, your yeah, exactly. daily needs. And then they put in here, realize aspirations. That's more of a stage three. That's a wellness thing. Yeah, exactly. Stage three, as you says, moving exactly. towards the, yeah. Exactly. No, I'm saying exactly an awful lot today. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. I know. And like, I know as if we're only, we're theorizing as well based on you're not. It's like, mm. we don't exactly know. And it's fine to say exactly. I know. Yeah. Okay, we're nearly done, Roshin. What I'm going to do, what I think we have to do, believe it or not, is... We have, I think we've done our best here. We're basically what I'm going to say is we have to eat, may you have to do what is wellness and one as well. Yeah, it all fits into the same ideas. We did do a little bit on, we did more on health today and then we introduced wellness. What I'm going to do here is we'll have a quick think once I introduce this idea. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like this we, you and I, and anyone who's listening, is somehow still listen after all of this we need help we need to define these terms better we need a very very clear picture of mm. what we're doing here guys it's it's crucial mm. and this is our first shot at it yeah i assume and i predict that this will be completely different 
So it makes sense that we keep uh, thinking and talking about this, but obviously you can get lost in this too. It's it's something that will always evolve. Maybe we have to be a bit patient with ourselves and know that over time we will be able to define these terms a little mm. bit more. What I'm speaking about right now is in terms of wellness. Basically, I have some notes. I did three podcasts with Dr. Teresa on wellness. Yes. And I think all of the concepts in them are so important. In the first podcast, Dr. Teresa's Journey into Wellness, I have some notes here, but I actually went through these and was going to introduce them today. And I think maybe we'll have to do a whole thing on wellness as well and, and, and define that a bit more. Let me just read out some of these things. We'll make a call mm, on that. I, yeah, but I do think that maybe we do need to say what wellness is. Like, So mm. we really are very clear and it will paint the very picture of exactly, you know, what does health look like in examples? What does... And what does wellness look for a different person in examples, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it's probably something we'll have to, mm. we'll have to keep going and define on. Here's a preview mm. of some of the Dr. Teresa stuff. In the first podcast, we, we talked about Dr. Teresa's journey to wellness. And here are some bullet points. So most people will say, again, it just, we've said mm. some of this already, but that's fine. Most people will say that wellness means being healthy and that being mm. healthy means that you are not sick. This perspective comes from the medical model, diagnosis and treatment. What is wrong with you and how can mm. we make it go away? Healthy, therefore, means that there is nothing wrong with you. Wellness mm. is our inborn resilience to stressors in the environment that can make us sick, unwell, unwell unhealthy. That's mm. fine. That's good. So we, we, um, we've already been over a lot of that dr Teresa looks at wellness and illness as we and Mm. versus i wellness is something that we humans have in our dna that helps us deal with the challenges from the environment when you have a lot of wellness then you're resilient you are Mm. more resilient to becoming ill Mm. or you are able to recover quickly and completely if you get sick illness is the i illness is individual and it happens when your wellness is not capable of making you resistance to disease injury mm. etc therefore the medical model is a more individual model what is wrong with you and how mm. can we best fix it for you this yes. puts us in the mindset of sickness and cure these are nice little mm. explanations again wellness here the idea is it's quite similar for all humans because it's in our biology it's what we've evolved to etc the principles yeah. of wellness, for example, food, movement, sleep, social, this is all quite common. Whereas mm. when you look at illness, that's generally very individual. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Different illnesses for different people. and Yes. Health and wellness are not mutually exclusive. There is some mm. overlap. Dr. Teresa became in, so interested in wellness from an evolutionary biology perspective and from the mindset of what makes us human. Mm. From here, we can look at the factors that make us human and how to strengthen those to make us more resilient mentally and physically. This is the we. Now, I have, let me have a think here. Do I need to? I'm nearly done here anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, let me just read these out, yeah. even though it's just more of a preview rather than getting into things. Wellness is something that we have that enables us to live in the world. The world presents many stressors and our wellness ensures that we can deal with these stressors mm. without becoming sick. The world always presents stress to humans. In the modern world, we say that we are under more stress than ever. This may Mm. be our perception, but it is only our perception because we are less able to deal with stressors due to our reduced wellness. Once you become ill, your priorities shift dramatically. You are not interested in wellness anymore. You are interested in not being sick anymore. Mm. That's the problem that a lot of us are in right now. Many of us are sick because we are overtaxed. 
You can't just restore wellness principles and be well if you are sick. Work on mm. not being sick first. Mm-hmm. Health, which is health, and mm. then work on wellness. Mm. The body intends to be well and humans are very resilient. If you have a lot of wellness, you can stress yourself out a lot without mm. becoming ill. Those were some notes, Roshan, that I just grabbed. As I said, I, I, I went through this as I was doing this and I want to go back over those and I was like this is all really good but you know what I think we'll probably have to cover those three podcasts or review those three Dr. Teresa podcasts and see can we maybe continue this conversation yeah, and discuss them yeah yeah and I finally have two last little points another word that I didn't know before salute oh my gosh Salute or Genesis. Salute. You know that word. No, salute. Yes. French word is enough for something. I'm just trying to think. Yes, but we also had the Latin words back. Remember, we were saying salus malus. Yeah. Which were the Latin pair. So, salute. So, you and I will both know the word pathogenesis. Yes. That's becoming ill. A pathogen or pathogenesis mm. becoming ill. So the antidote yeah, to that. Yeah, pathogen. Yeah, of course. Pathogen, yeah, pathogenesis. Mm. But I didn't know the antonym, the opposite, salutogenesis. Okay. Which is becoming healthy. Interesting. Never knew that. No, I'm wrong. Yeah. Salut is like hello or hi in French. Oh my yeah. God, we really need to revise. <laughs> yes. But, oh my God. So be- I didn't know that existed because, you know, isn't it shocking? Of course, still don't know that. I know the illness. Well, that's the same. The, well, that's be, the reason you don't know it. Yeah. It's because no one has ever said, no I one know. ever talks about it. No Everyone just talks it. about pathogenesis. It's unbelievable. And yeah. The in practical terms, as Roshan say, well, how, what does that mean in practical terms? It mm. means that instead of carefully observing the conditions, well, pathogenesis is, is observing the conditions that lead from healthy to the disease state. Mm. And what we need to do, or would be great if some research was doing the opposite of looking at the the process from disease to the healthy state, pathogenesis. Mm. Or sorry, salutogenesis. Salutogenesis, yeah. I'm becoming uh, confused here because mm. all these new words. But anyway, I just threw it in there because new word and interesting concept then a final definition of health here roisin for all of our woo woo guys out there, including Listeners. ourselves is <laughs> health is a sustainable state of equilibrium of or mm. harmony between humans and their physical biological and social environments that enables them to coexist indefinitely this does not necessarily imply that the environment or life supporting ecosystem must remain unchanged However, its capacity to adapt or adjust to change is not adversely adversely affected by human activities. And changes yes. in aspects of the environment and or the life-supporting ecosystem do not adversely affect human health. And again, that sounds to me like wellness. I know it's defined as health, but Ex- in our kind of general yeah, idea. Wellness. It is, mm, exactly. It's wellness yeah. This last... Exactly. Again. I don't know why yeah. I'm saying exactly every five seconds, but it's okay. This mm. last comment here was we can relate it back to the biology or and, and even and even evolution in that mm. we humans need to be more respectful of our the world of the environment because 
assuming that evolution is correct we evolved with this earth with the environment and there is a symbiotic relationship here between ourselves and animals and the plants and the environment and so mm. on and so forth and the more that we 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 destroy the ecosystem the more that we our, our wellness decreases yes because everything in the ecosystem helps our wellness helps our wellness exactly yeah. and that's what this yeah. last statement here was we got it mm -hmm. but that does and i like it here because i don't know where i pull this from but the idea isn't that we need to go back to nature or or how things have always been we can still change the environment mm, but exactly. we need to do so in a way that's healthy for the environment and uh, and then we will gain health from that exactly exactly it is a symbiotic relationship mm. exactly mm. okay well i think we got there roshin all of that look not bad for a first try for our first one back here exactly and i think what i'll have to do honestly is write up some type of little article summarizing all of this it'll be good for me anyway because i'm still trying to or obviously good for for our definitions and you and i can chat more about this but because this is so uh such new a, yeah I know. So new, we're stumbling through it we very are. much stumbling exactly it's very stumbling. that's fine you got to start somewhere and i'll have to try and write a little article on this now that i've talked through with you and we don't need to put the... I don't think... I think after even doing this, talking through it on this day, I feel like I am more solidified on what things are as a yeah, theory. of course. Know? Me too. I, I think the best we have right now is the three stages. I think that's the best we have. The um, They're still a little bit woolly and slippery and... Yeah, It's it is, not like, oh, this is exactly what it is. And no, because your brain does go ask questions during it as well you're like mm, it's you know yeah moving away from it there's a few things exactly it's very much and the needs you know what are your needs you know if your needs are met versus thriving you know it's, it's yeah. that that piece is tr tricky too yeah well i, I think too is they're it's, not yeah. they're not states like you're not no it's more of a they're fluid they're fluid well. yeah it's difficult you see too it is and the other thing is even like you know the way it's like you have to work on health before you can work on wellness but at the same time mm. well you can work well on them all you can... yeah you can't yeah i do think you can work on because there's an element of sometimes you might be very well in an area and that will help the health of another you know so. yeah yeah it's just yeah, it's so it's fluid. It's fluid. And I mean, we, you and I can even simplify it again. We'll wrap mm -hmm. it up here. But yeah. a very, very simply, simplification is that the medical model moves people from mm -hmm. illness to health. Absolutely. That's the bridge. That and the bridge of the health, the bridge that the healthy coaches are trying to create is the bridge from health to wellness. Yes, exactly. And people may not necessarily even know that even though they're healthy, they're not, they're not well, they're not on the, if anything happens, they don't have enough whatever water in their well to deal yeah. with or adapt. And maybe yes. they're not aware that they don't have that, you know? Yeah. And I think, Roisin, this, I mean, for a lot of people, this is going to be way too, too much and too confusing. That's fine. I think that um most people won't need people will know themselves i mm. i suppose what i'm trying to say here most people will be happy to just 
they have a concept in their head of what they're trying to achieve in terms of health yeah. and wellness and they don't need to research more than that they know yeah. what they want and they're mm. just trying to get there that's the that's the bottom line and this was more for you and i trying to define ourselves and for the people who are really i don't know what would you call them but really trying to dig deep into this this is more for those type of mm. people but for, for most people they won't be interested in learning in delving deep into mm-hmm. what we're actually trying to achieve they just they have a concept in their head of what of he- what health yeah. is what wellness is what they need i suppose but at the same just, time connor it is good i think to paint that this could exist like you said that that pursuing of dreams can exist there's yeah. a way to it you yeah. know it's not yeah. you know you kind of can't if you only think that the uh, that's the that as i said level two is the only level that exists then you don't you won't pursue level three do you yes, know that kind of way exactly i'm not yeah. saying but you have to know oh, it exists God. first you know that's true that's what i would think yes perfect Mm. okay what do you reckon we'll wrap it up yes, there that we'll wrap it up there alright Roisin so that was that's our... good little intro back to our three and a half year hiatus that is what we've been thinking <laughs> nice about for the and, three and a half years yes <laughs> nice and easy introduction back to the podcast nice <laughs> it's really it's really like yeah. just like easy terms easy yeah you know real clear cut 100% yeah you know chilling type of language yes. Chit-chat. You know, chit-chat. No foreign <laughs> <laughs> No going back to, you know, 500 BC. None of that. None of that. <laughs> B- B- BCE. We, had, we got to start using sorry. these new terms now. We can't be. No, I forgot. to be sorry. more inclusive. You, say, you said what current time is, and I was like, like it was, like it was easy. Like it was, what's current time again? Like, CE, common era. Common era, and I was like, "Oh yeah," as if I know that off the top of my head, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't. I probably won't add in all of the linguistic history in the article. I think that's yeah. just for listeners of the podcast and you and I mainly. Yeah, but well, the, the, the early definition. I like the con just the early well, definition. Well, I let in the German, definitions, but I'm not going to add in this concept. I like yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll add in definitions, but I'm not going to add in. Here's what proto language is. Here's what yes, proto Indo European. That was more just my I know, curiosity. Yeah, yeah, and which is really interesting. It is really interesting, mm-hmm. but yeah. All right, Rosine. Well, we'll leave it there and let's keep going. On let's keep thinking and talking about. Okay, everyone. Things. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll chat to you next time. Bye.